the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. If you missed hour number one, Jeff Murtaugh, our outstanding producer, will podcast it for you. It'll be at 989theanswer.com or theanswerdayton.com under the Listen tab. Check podcasts. Look for the Bruce Hooley Show. And you will find it by segment. Segment one will be the first two segments, 11 and 11.15. Segment two, 11.30 and 11.45. He does it every day. Available for you. Appreciate those of you who catch up on the show on the parts that you miss live. We talk a lot about truth on this show. It is the guiding principle of this show. Uh, I'm encouraged when I hear other people say that it has become the guiding principle of their life. Megan Kelly said it the other day when she was talking about why she will no longer use preferred pronouns. She said because... She has endeavored to live her life governed by truth and that someone having a preferred pronoun does not change the truth of the pronoun that accompanies their biological reality at birth. But I was thinking the opposite of truth is a lie, of course, and so I take a very dim view of lying, as does God. (laughs) It's one of the Ten Commandments, you know. And I got to thinking as I heard about this merger between the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour, is there anything here that's a demonstrable principle beyond sports? I used to do sports. I can get involved in the sports aspect of this, but I think there might be a life lesson here or a discussion worth having that would keep us on alert to eradicate from our lives the same kinds of things that I see at work here in this merger between what were, until yesterday morning, about 1030, uh, two mortal enemies, the PGA Tour and Live Golf. Live Golf was a breakaway group of professional golfers that decided to take a bunch of Saudi Arabia money to play professional golf under the umbrella of L-I-V. I don't even know what L-I-V stands for. But it was bankrolled by the Saudis. And Phil Mickelson got $200 million to go. And Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, rumored to get $100 million each to go. And the PGA Tour was like, how awful this is. I mean, look at this. These guys taking blood money from the Saudis. People who bankrolled the 9-11 terrorists. But... Yesterday morning, all differences put aside. And so I decided that there is something worse than a liar. And what is worse than a liar is a hypocrite. Because a liar might know they're lying, Corinne Jean-Pierre and virtually every Democrat, when they keep telling you that inflation is down, the Biden economy is working, and the border is closed, and the Afghan withdrawal was an extraordinary success, and that real wages are up. A liar might know they're lying. A liar might not know they're lying. 
I mean, I believe there are certain people uh, in the demonic clutches of the transgender movement who really do believe the nonsense that they are spouting. It's wrong. It doesn't make it true, but they might really believe it. But a hypocrite always knows when they're making a compromise of principles that they've stated they adhere to, but just this one time will do it for my personal gain. That is what I see in the Live Golf PGA Tour sudden convenient friendship. Let me remind you what PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan had to say about the Live Golf Tour when players like Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson were leaving the PGA Tour to play the Live Golf Tour. As it relates to the families of 9-11, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? That was then. Uh, This is now. Jay Monahan, yesterday. What we're talking about today is coming together to unify the game of golf and to do so under one umbrella. A lot of people have been reading about the tension. And today, that tension goes away. Oh, we're going to unify the game of golf. See, back then it was like, you've never had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour. But now you're taking that live money. I mean, you pretty much are an accomplice in the death of 3,000 Americans. Or you certainly doesn't bother you. That's what you're saying. You wouldn't take the money if it really bothered you. And that resonated with people because, after all, I mean, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Koepka, everybody else who left, they were all wildly wealthy by terms of the world. I understood that approach. I struggled to reconcile in my own mind, you know, what would I do? Would I take that Saudi money? Would I not take that Saudi money? I finally decided, no, I probably wouldn't take it. But I always knew that the high-minded, principled stand of the PGA Tour was a bunch of garbage because the PGA Tour is far from the pristine, clean entity that they would have you believe that they are. And you know how you know that? You know that in the fact that once the Saudis decided to dump their truckload of money into Jay Monahan's PGA Tour, all of a sudden, Jay Monahan exposed himself for the hypocrite that he is. Listen to him again. Same quote telling you how great this move is and why it's such a great move. What we're talking about today is coming together to unify the game of golf and to do so under one umbrella. A lot of people have been reading about the tension. And today, that tension goes away. Can you imagine if, I don't know, pick a pro-life advocate, Lila Rose, Abby Johnson... Can you imagine if they came out and said, you know, Planned Parenthood is, we've struck up an alliance with Planned Parenthood. Those of us here uh, 
at the pro-life movement. We have struck up an alliance with Planned Parenthood, and we have united. And uh, now all the rancor that was out there, uh, it's gone now. So everything's great. We're all getting along. Everything's fantastic. You'd be like, yeah, but you sold out all those unborn kids that are now going to be murdered. Uh, But we're not arguing anymore. And see, that is the point. That would be ridiculous. That would be morally bankrupt to do that. The reason why the PGA Tour is doing it and the reason why Live Golf is doing it is because both of them have deep, dark, dirty secrets. They did not want anyone to know. And because Live Golf was suing the PGA Tour, eventually, if they went to court, those dirty, deep, dark secrets were going to be known because there's this bothersome aspect of litigation in American law called discovery. And you can't keep everything a secret. All the millions that the PGA Tour is making off an event like the Memorial Tournament might not look as good under the bright light of discovery if we see that, oh, look, the Memorial Tournament gave X number of millions to Nationwide Children's Hospital. But look how many millions they made. Look how many they could have given. And I'm not picking on the Memorial. It's every single golf tournament. They're all awash in corporate sponsorships, which, by the way, brings me to another question. Cadillac and Charles Schwab and all these companies that advertise with the PGA Tour every Sunday. Did I miss their press release this morning? saying that they have now divorced themselves from sponsorship of the PGA Tour, given the fact that we can't be a part of the PGA Tour going forward because look at Saudi Arabia's record on human rights as it relates to the LGBTQ movement. I mean, Cadillac and all these companies are awash in rainbows and preferred pronouns this month. They're all extolling pride in how great it is. Certainly, they would never do business with an entity that would do business with an entity like Saudi Arabia that will put you in jail or kill you for being homosexual. I mean, I'm sure those press releases are out there. I just haven't read them yet. Yes, there is one thing worse than a liar, and that one thing worse than a liar is a hypocrite, and the PGA Tour is a big hypocrite. I hope there are protests at the U.S. Open in Los Angeles. I mean, what woker place on earth could the U.S. Open be headed than Los Angeles, California? I mean, Gavin Newsom, if you want to get your hair gel in a tizzy over something, why not get all your wokesters out there protesting at the L.A. Country Club about the PGA Tour now being in bed with Saudi Arabia? If you wonder what the 9-11 families think of this, the ones the PGA Tour were only too eager to say they were defending by criticizing the Live Golf Tour when it formed, you'll hear from the chair of the 9-11 Families United next. Uh, The Republican presidential field has added a third member in the last two days. I can't wait to tell you about him and see how much you know about him and where he comes from. But first, I promised you I would play the view of the head of the 9-11 Families United, the PGA Tour yesterday, 
unifying with Live Golf, the awful, evil Saudi-backed tour that paid very accomplished professional golfers millions of dollars, in a couple cases, more than $100 million, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, to join its tour. And the PGA Tour, when this happened two years ago, said this was like the epitome of evil because these players were basically turning their eyes away from the murder of 3,000 American citizens in the World Trade Center, the United flight that crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, the Pentagon, turning their eyes away from that to take Saudi money because, well, you know, it spends just as well as American money does, and boy, there sure is a lot of it. Now the PGA Tour is like, hey, it does spend as well as American money does, and boy, there sure is a lot of it. So now they are uh, all copacetic and fine and uniting under the same umbrella, the hypocritical umbrella. Here is Terry Strada, who is the head of the 9-11 Families United, responding to a question as to whether or not she can uh, forgive the PGA Tour for what it has done. He used our stories, our pain, and our suffering to malign Live Golf a year ago, and now he does this complete 180 and has decided that you know he's going to give them this bigger platform for their sports washing entity, which he has said over the last year many times that that's exactly what Live Golf is. So he, I am embarrassed for him. He should be embarrassed for himself. He and the other governing bodies of the PGA, including Fred Ridley, have all turned their backs on the 9-11 community. They're taking these billions of dollars into professional golf, hoping what the Saudis want is to erase where they used to spend their billions, which was supporting terrorism and financing al-Qaeda and financing the September 11th attacks. Shame on all of them. I agree with that. Again, I wasn't sure in the beginning how I felt about it. Finally determined, no, I couldn't face those families and do it. Now the PGA Tour is doing worse than the original defectors. It's saying, you'll pay us how much? What? We won't have to go to court? Everything's okay? She's right. Jay Monahan should be ashamed of himself. The fact that he's not uh, is remarkable. Uh, they had a contentious meeting yesterday with tour players at the Canadian Open. Uh, Monahan will lose his job over this. He should lose his job over this. But he'll make him a lot richer. Uh, now, we have three new candidates in the GOP field for president. I think we're up to 12. Chris Christie got in yesterday, former governor of New Jersey. He made his announcement last night. I, I presume he made his announcement last night. I was watching Special Report, and they went live to Chris Christie's announcement last night. And they stuck with it for like, what was it, 15 minutes? And in the first 15 minutes, Christie never said, so I have decided to enter the race for the Republican nomination for president. He just went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Oddly... He went on and on and on about big and small, about how America, when we decide to do things in a small way, small-minded way, divide ourselves, become more divided, divide our divided parts into more divided parts, we become smaller. And when we have decided to be big, then we get bigger. 
which I thought was just kind of a hmm, dangerous rhetorical picture to draw when you are a man of Chris Christie's profile. Uh, But here he is, and this is the other thing that annoys me about the whole assault on Donald Trump. uh, Look, I'm going to tell you, all 11 of you who are trying to get the nomination that Trump is out front of, nobody is unclear in the Republican electorate when you pose a scenario about, you know, there's one candidate who's this and this. Nobody's unclear who you're talking about. We know you're talking about Donald Trump, so don't act like we're idiots and save the big punchline for the end. I'm talking about Donald Trump, and we know you're talking about Donald Trump, and we'd have more respect for you if you just come out and say it, which it took Chris Christie a little while to say. There is no such thing as Trump voters. Oh, well, this is the wrong cut. I'm sorry. He doesn't own them. He didn't take title to them. They're not one of his buildings. I voted for him twice. Okay? Am I a Trump voter then? All together now. Yes! <laughs> if you voted for him twice, yes! You are a Trump voter. I'm a Trump voter, okay? That was a stupid way to go. Here he is criticizing Trump, although, I wink, wink, I'm not sure. I want you to know I'm criticizing Trump until the end when I say his name. The person I am talking about who is obsessed with the mirror who never admits a mistake, who never admits a fault, and who always finds someone else and something else to blame for whatever goes wrong, but finds every reason to take credit for anything that goes right, is Donald Trump. Just flip the sentence around. Just say Donald Trump, the reason I'm running is because Donald Trump is this and this and this and this and this. And I find that unembraceable, and so I'm running for president. That's all you got to say. You didn't have to go through the whole big and small, small and big, small, smaller, smaller, big, bigger, biggest. Say that. You're not going to be president of the United States when you make an announcement in a room full of people and they all look like they'd rather be in a hostage video from a POW camp. There were no laugh lines. (laughs) It was just like the poor girl in the back who sat there with her legs crossed. I felt bad. I was like, somebody go save that girl. She looks miserable listening to Chris Christie. Wait, how did I end up here? Who's this guy? Why is he talking? Why does he not stop talking? Now, we have another candidate in the race. He just announced North Dakota governor. I stopped the presses. North Dakota governor Doug Burgum is in the race. He's announced his candidacy for president of the United States. North Dakota governor Doug Burgum. You know how many people there are in North Dakota? About 200,000 fewer people than there are in the city of Columbus. North Dakota is so so small. How small are they, Johnny? Uh, They're so small that they have more senators, two, than they have members of the House of Representatives, one. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.